Hello and welcome to the Podstarers. A podcast where two brown Catholic South Africans teach you things you didn't learn in high school. Now, stay tuned for your hosts, the Duke and Dame of Stirring the Pots. Bye. Hey man, sticky hot cane. Long time no see and all. Where you hiding? Hey? I've been hiding under a rock. Hello guys, it's Bags of Blue. Hello, did you miss us? <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a gap week, so to say. Yeah. So, I'm good to be back. I'm so excited. I've missed it. Yeah, um, it. We just needed a break though. Yeah. So. How are you, Bugs? I'm good. I'm good. good. I've recovered from. Uh, interesting week. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, I'm Spooky. happy, good yeah. to be back, yeah, we, and we. just wanted to say thank you to our listeners for yeah. bearing with us and understanding um, that we needed a break because you know life happens. Yeah, so, life does indeed happen. So thank you very much, and we'll do our best not. To disappoint again. Yes, correct. But much appreciated for the patience and for the understanding. For sure. And the awesomeness. Right. Shall we get into it? It's episode 11, guys. Oh my gosh, one one. It's so exciting. So, um, since it's it been a bit of a mad time, it is a mad time with everything going on, We would, I was doing some research on grief. So... Grief is not just losing, or it's not just death. Yeah. So there's different types of grief, and there's different stages of grief. So I thought it'd be good to educate the people about the different stages and the different types about <laughs> educate the people. Of grief. Yeah. Okay, so following on from Mr. Blue. Yes. Grief was identified by a Swiss-American psychiatrist in 1969. Which, if you think about it, was like yesterday. But anyway. So, and she was a woman! Yes. Yay, girl power! Her name was Elizabeth Kuber Ross. And she identified the five stages of grief. Yes. Those being denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So the first one, okay, not the first one, we'll explain the stages, but we're just going to give you in this order for now, then we'll explain later on. So the first one is denial. So basically, we all know what denial is. It's not a river in Egypt. It's pretending... (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect that. (laughs) Denial is pretending that the loss or change isn't happening. So it's like you... Just flat out saying, oh, this, this can't be happening. It's not, it's going to be over tomorrow or whatever it is. It's just, yeah, saying that it's, it's basically saying no to the situation. Yeah. Or it's like you're still kind of expecting the loved one to be at home. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And then you get there and you're just like, whoops. Yeah, there's no one there. Um, stage two, if we're treating this as linear, yeah. is anger. So that is when you are just going batshit bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, that happens. Yeah, um, when you're grieving anything, whether it's loss of a job, mm. whether it's death, or what's the other one? Breakups. Breakups. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
yeah, so so this is the stage where you literally like, oh, he was such a bastard. No, 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 yes. no, no. Or yeah. she did this, she did that. And it's it's a way of hiding uh, your, your, emotion. your true emotions and, your and the loss that you're feeling and trying to replace pain with anger. Correct, correct. Um, the next stage is bargaining. So I think a lot, um, this one is not so popular or so well understood. Basically, it, we all do it. It's when you say, oh, what if I did this? Or if only I did this? Or what if this happened? It's the should so, have, would have, could have. Yeah, basically. So when someone, when, you, when you're in a breakup and you say, oh, if only I spent more time with the person or if only I gave them more love. Or if someone's in a car accident, you say, oh, what if I was, I drove them? Or what if they took this thing? Or, no. you know, so it's kind of like trying to replace the current situation with a new one. Yeah. And wishing, think, wishing it didn't happen kind yeah, of thing. That's also very... Um, important for those who overthink like myself because we think about every possibility that you under the sun like in Doctor Strange in Endgame or was it yeah Endgame right when he sees the future and says I've seen so many thousand possibilities like that's what I see in my head like three thousand possibilities and none of them are true but anyway that's what bargaining is <laughs> sorry I mean oh. <laughs> was that yeah. cathartic blue? <laughs> I don't know but <laughs> so from bargaining is so you usually go through the anger the should have would have could have mm. and then you kind of go quiet mm. that's when you sort of actually processing the, mm. the grief the mm. loss uh, it's also known as the quiet stage mm. so it's because like you isolate yourself you just being completely overwhelmed with all the feelings and you just feel confused and your brain feels foggy and you just like, you're trying to make sense of it. Mm. It's, it's the point where you're trying to make sense and find closure mm. in some way, shape or form. That was the depression stage. That's, That's depression. Yeah. Correct. And the, the f- fifth and final stage that uh, Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross um, promulgated is acceptance. So, this has been a fun word for us. <laughs> it's a new word, so we're using that shit out of it. <laughs> so acceptance is that final stage um, where you finally come to terms with it. You've, or you don't, uh, not actually come to terms, you begin to come to terms with it. You begin, you begin your healing process. Your brain and your heart kind of start to sync up. Yeah. And your body becomes, to, becomes normal. You get out of that like lazy, muddled up, Days. Yeah, the, the thinking, fogginess. Yeah, the fogginess begins to clear. You can see the there's a silver cloud, um, silver lining on the cloud. The sun is shining and the birds are chirping kind of thing. Yeah. And you're you're getting back to the old, You're getting back to the old, the new you, the new old you, basically. Yeah. So that's the five stages of grief that Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross discovered or promulgated, came to light. Ooh, a very nice word. The... The next one is the seven stages. It's similar to the five, but there was just people or other of her peers later on in life added two more stages to the five stages. Yeah. So um, based on her research, it was then broken into shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression. Take note how that doesn't go away. (laughs) The upward turn, thank God. (laughs) Reconstruction and working through, finally, acceptance and hope. Yeah. Okay. So, the shock and denial, 
as you said in denial you saying that doesn't happen so this is a, a, a you're in a state where oh my you, god how does this happen yeah, I, don't you, I can't feel anything it's, it's you cannot believe what's going on <laughs> your feelings are numbed you're like you don't know what to think what to feel how to process everything you feel like a boss hit you. yeah it, it's like basically sh- like your body's going to shock basically exactly kind of, yeah and so, that's perfectly normal because like is, i mean a lot of the time people overlook that it's like oh i feel like i got hit by a bus and then you think but why i just lost my job or it's perfectly normal to feel these things especially when you when you're in denial and stuff and it's, it's okay the thing to remember is not to get stuck into the yes that's the important thing and there's more there's more like what do you call them uh find words to use i'm finding words. words strings of hope oh right strings okay. of hope all right there there's more strings of hope yeah. uh that will highlight Later in on. a little yeah. bit yeah so following shock from shock and denial is the pain and guilt so this is where you'd feel as though the loss that you're facing is completely unbearable you just like i don't even know how to live mm. and this is important you begin to make other people's lives more difficult because oh, yeah. of what you are feeling and your needs so it's lashing out at everyone and being like you don't understand what i'm going through rah, 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 rah. and yeah i suppose you're feeling alone at that point yeah and then from there you go to anger and bargaining now you i think this is where <laughs> this you, one's funny <laughs> When you, when you start telling God that you do anything or whoever you pray to or whatever, you will do anything. You tell the university, I'll do anything. Just make this thing just go away. Just bring this person you know, come make back. It, make the pain go away or bring this thing back or... Please you know, don't sell your soul. Yeah, don't, don't do anything stupid like that. Um, so it's trying to, trying to buy your way out of the feelings that you are feeling. Yeah. It's trying to find a quick fix. Exactly. So, it's because you don't want to sort through and process yeah. everything. Because it's a lot. I think at this, this point, some people may end up turning to drugs and alcohol or uh, casual sex with random people or something yeah. to fill the void. So I think that's a very important thing to remember when you're going through that. Just to put yourself into a positive situ- situation or, or a neutral situation if you can yeah so try as best as possible to avoid the anger and identify that you're not angry with the rest of the world i don't say i wouldn't say avoid the anger anger can be good anger can be don't take it out on us yeah that's what i'm saying yeah that's the that's the one is that i mean let's say one of your parents die and then all of a sudden you're just beating up your other parents and emotionally beating them up and thinking you're the only person that's in pain meantime back at the ranch your other parent is also brokenhearted i think at this point we just should have a disclaimer or put it bugs and i are not uh, psychologists psychiatrists anything in the medical field so this is not psychological advice if you do need advice (sighs) please seek professional help and we will give you some at the end of the that's Brian podcast. all his disclaimers so, hey, we don't want people coming and say they, they told me and then I started pitching people and we get sued I don't have money for that <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> moving along swiftly from not wanting one. to be sued dun 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 and note how it's on its own <laughs> so yeah literally guys you're gonna be depressed yeah. <laughs> it's 
perfectly normal. Mm. If you lose something, it's part of grief to be totally sad about it. And don't think that you're an alien because that's how you feel. Yeah. Again, um, this is pretty much a replica of Kuba Ross's yeah. uh, Five Stages of Grief where you isolate yourself, you're feeling really lonely, and you're starting to process. It, it's, the isolation provides the opportunity to process and, and reflect, reflect upon correct. the loss. Because yeah. when you're alone, you're, you sit with your thoughts. Yeah. And sometimes it, sometimes it can help, sometimes yeah. it can be negative. So I would suggest try and, try and use that isolation time to be more positive yeah, than to be like, more negative. But then you need that day to, if you need that day to stay in bed, then stay in bed. Do, do, what, do what you need, need to, to do. do. 100%. Well, the, the other thing with like um, trying to be positive is that um, to a large extent, humans are wired to just see the bad in everything oh, yes. because it's a safety mechanism. Yeah. So if you want uh, a strategy to help through that is write stuff down. Make like, oh, a, yeah. make like a pros and cons list and you'll eventually start to see the light, which one is outweighing the other. I'll speak about writing stuff down later on. Okay, yeah, okay. When we get to the, the types of grief. Right, so, tell us about the upward turn, yeah, Blue. The upward turn, this is... Yay! <laughs> this is, the, I think, the, the starting point of your recovery or your journey to, to starting your life. For sure. So, like, how in your anger and pain, you... You have you, you you like that's your high point of your your I think that would be the high point of your yeah that would be like the pinnacle yeah. of I think now this the is process. where you you start calming yourself down you you kind of start you mellowing thinking, out yeah and your mind starts to get a little bit more clearer and you're just thinking of a way to move forward and you know you or you have hope. And the hope is clearer that you you yeah. will get over this. I you can know, do this. I can, you can do yeah, this. You, know, I can you don't do have this. an exact timeline, but you understand that yes, I will. It be, will. It will things be, will. Things yeah, will go will, right yeah, eventually. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully the panic attacks and the sleepless nights. Yeah. So your depression starts. Yeah, yeah. Your depression starts the going off. The symptoms fade. I think you're kind of a bit more bubblier and stuff. So yeah, you you're not in a hole anymore. Yeah. Now you can reconstruct your life yeah. and actually work through it. Yeah. So this is kind of step number six, uh, where you you putting the pieces together slowly but surely. Mm. You like okay, I'm not completely hopeless without this person. Mm, mm. I can actually drive into town without a chaperone, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and how how to move forward. So it's. It's kind of the stage where you're taking stock of your life and you're looking at how to carry on. Right, yeah, so that's, that was a reconstruction working through, like a building project, basically. So if you look at it that way, you can check, like when something falls, falls apart, like you, when you at the house and then you start putting the bricks back together, that's that part of it. And then the last one is acceptance and hope. So it's not it's not gonna be an overnight thing. It's gonna take time. Yeah, you don't but, just wake up one morning and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm over it. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you understand that you you feel your not only your body, but it's it's important to know that not only your body is affected, it's your mind, it's your heart, and it's your soul. Of course. So when all Remember, of those we're things, try union. Yeah. Creatures. So, th and that's when you, you, you'll realize that, that all of those will sync up. Sync up, for sure. And it, you will have this voice in the back of your head saying that, you know what, this is the way forward. And 
you don't have to give yourself timelines but you know that sooner than later you'll get back to no i won't say get back i think you'll be in a better place and you you kind of have a vision it's, it's, of it's where the better place is yeah. you kind of figure that okay i can't get that back mm. and now let's so you kind of work around it or you there's... work through it and exactly. then you find a, not a replacement but something to fill that void that you have hopefully with something positive but it should be positive going up there's from there a type of grief that we forgot to mention and it oh. is the diagnosis of terminal a terminal illness. illness yeah so we'll go through the 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 four types now so it's breakup or divorce so that's if you're in a relationship with someone and you break up with your bo- girlfriend boyfriend fiance or whatever divorce is obviously when you get married and you get divorced and then the next <laughs> Thanks, one genius. the next one is loss of a job or retrenchment or you get fired um death obviously that's no that's like the most the common, most commonly known understood one. one is death of a loved one when whatever and the last one is terminal illness diagnosis when you get told you have six months to live one month to live you have cancer you have hiv i'm not whatever. not for yeah. six yeah because i mean you in a way you kind of like dead alive yeah i think as, that's as the, horrible as that sounds but i mean that's probably what it feels like in my opinion that's the worst one for me because what there's nothing you can really do exactly there's nothing you can do i mean break up divorce okay mm. find another one yes loss of a job nah, you can find, find another a job, job start something on the side whatever someone died well what are you gonna do you see with someone dying you you have those memories to fill and you know that you probably meet them in the ah, next in the next life and you have point. someone to support you when you get diagnosed with the, with the terminal illness and you, you you know that no matter what treatment you go for whatever any time you can go yeah that's hectic you know what i mean so and there's nothing anyone around you can do or say to make that go away you yeah. just have to, that's where that's where the acceptance part acceptance yes, part yes because is so you need to realize that well, I don't know. I've, yeah. I've never lived through that. But Okay, so the breakup and divorce thing, I'll share a little bit of my, of my experience. So on the 29th He's of... He's officially divorced. Yeah, on the 29th well, of July, I was... The divorce was uh, granted. So um, being Catholic now, we, we go through an annulment process. And then you were speaking earlier about writing it down. So we, during the annulment process, you have to write down your narrative to submit to the archdiocese for them to approve the annulment. Catholics, and, read that document before you get married, please. And I won't lie, writing that, that, that narrative, it takes you from your own childhood, your spouse's childhood, um, before the marriage, your dating history before the other person, and then your own dating with, with your, your spouse, and then the marriage. So it brings up a whole lot of elements. And when you start writing it down, yes, it's, it's extremely difficult to recall the memories, and whatever happened and all of that but at Horrible. the end of it Horrible. yes it is it's, it's a roller coaster because you you remember the good times remember the bad times and you remember your own your own history and you think about their history but at the end of it when you sit down and you look at it and and it's all out there you i i felt this um like something was off my chest like you know my, sh- really? my, sh- my shoulders were not it wasn't so tense it was a little bit relaxed and yeah it, it took a lot it takes a lot of stress and anger and pain and everything comes out when you write it down 
and it really is very th- therapeutic to do even if you're not exactly. catholic whatever it is even if it's not not a, a breakup or a divorce if it's a loss of a job or whatever just write something down put it down feel, yeah. everyone kind of underestimates the power of a pen mm. but um for me it's the best way to get thoughts out of my head yeah okay Bugs, do you want to go on to the next or explain how the stages of grief work? So another little personal story that we learned about is, or that I learned about, is that grief is not linear. Mm. Yes, we spoke about five stages. Yes, we spoke about seven stages. Correct. But oh my bejesus, you go round and round. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way because I was just like, okay, 10-year relationship, okay, clearly I'm grieving. Let's process this. Yes. And then I read up on grief and all the rest of it. And I was like, okay, cool story. This is like <laughs> this is like a bell curve. Chill vibes. I can do this. And then, poof. I was like, the hell is going on here? What on earth? So sometimes you will go back and forth between some of the stages. It's mostly the in-between stages, like the anger, bargaining, depression, pain, mm-hmm. guilt, those ones where yeah. you all... Yeah. Um, so yeah, if that does happen, don't be a twat like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. And think that it's a linear it. process yeah. because it's really not. It isn't. And you know, it's it's fine. It is it's it's totally fine to go back and feel the anger and the hurt again. Even though when you feel that you've accepted and you go back, it's okay. Give yourself time to understand what the process is. Read up on it, speak to somebody. It's very important guys to speak to somebody who is neutral not 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 someone who's biased you need someone who's neutral so they can give you both sides yeah don't like, talk to your bras sorry bras are just gonna be like oh he was such a cake yeah that's true so find someone neutral to get it out to and allow yourself that time and you know give yourself also you may skip some stages yes uh some people do skip those stages uh unfortunately i didn't but <laughs> you not skip any you didn't all of them uh yeah pretty much okay. uh no y- yeah <laughs> i don't know i um, can see she's confused yeah confused but uh i'd like to think i'm at the acceptance stage uh blue Keep don't pull files on me no i won't pull files i promise Thank i'm not you. that mean <laughs> so somewhere that you can get help uh yes. blue is talking about speaking to someone else yes is SADAP, that's South African Depression, Depression and Anxiety, and anxiety group. group. Yes, which is available 24-7. It's a toll-free line yeah. available on 0800-456-789. That, if you can count, that's easy. It's yeah. 456789. It's you know, literally, it's like so the, like at any point in time. 789789, so I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, anyway. Yeah, I'm just. We're just gonna stick with the toll free number. Okay. And there's an email address if anyone wants to make use of that. It's zane at sadic dot org. So it's zane. It's Z A N for November E for Echo, and then at sadac S A D A G dot org. But we'll put them in the description as well, so you guys can get that. For sure. There's also a grief support. Um, yeah, I feel like South Africans really underestimate support groups. Yeah, we do. We're not a culture that is open to sharing our feelings and oh. talking about things. And it, it's... It's, it's dumb. Too, yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> it is, it is. Guys, don't be afraid to talk. So you can check them out. There's different grief support groups. There's the Compassionate Friends of South Africa. They have a Facebook page. There's also the Hospice Association of South Africa. That's, I think that's the most common one that people normally think they fall 
elderly and sick people, but they're not, they have different uh, facets. And there's also the Kululega grief support. So you can check them out. With retrenchment being rife at the moment and economic yada yadas, um, we thought we would talk about seven ways to deal with job loss. Stay tuned, uh, part two, we'll talk about the seven ways to deal with job loss. Cheers. <laughs>